Welcome to the More Than 10 podcast, where we acknowledge the trauma healthcare workers and first responders experience every day and foster a safe space to discuss and process them. I want you to think of this podcast as your toolbox, where each episode equips you with quick interventions that you can break out when emotions from your day are weighing you down. I'm your host, Ashley, an L&D nurse who seeks out professionals and people with firsthand experiences that bring perspective and tools to your ears. Hi, everyone. It's Ashley, your podcast host, and I am beyond excited to introduce the first series of the More Than 10 podcast to you called The Awe Method. In this series, I have some interviews, I have some meditations, and um, some other little exercises for you guys to do, and I'm really hoping this is a good set of tools for you guys to process whatever you're going through. Now, The Power of Awe is a book that I have recently read. And in this book, it basically describes a method that literally takes 15 seconds to do. And this method has been shown to reduce stress, burnout, and anxiety in healthcare workers and non-healthcare workers. You don't need to be into meditation to do this. You don't need to be into deep breathing exercises to be able to do this. It is far more simpler than that, that it almost seems silly. But there is power behind it. And I know you guys, and I know that you need the science behind how and why it works to understand why this is so significant. I understood that from reading this book, and I can't wait to bring it to your ears and to have you guys, you know, get as excited about this method as I am and to use it in your everyday life and to teach others how to use it. But today to have, to explain this to you, I have brought on Michael Amster, who is co-author of the book called The Power of Awe. He's a physician, researcher, writer, and teacher. He works clinically as an interventional pain specialist at Santa Cruz Community Health. Dr. Amster is a graduate of UC Irvine School of Medicine and completed his anesthesia-based pain medicine fellowship at the University of Iowa School of Medicine and Residency at UC Davis School of Medicine. He is board certified in pain medicine, family medicine, and integrative medicine. He created an eight-week chronic pain patient mindfulness program called Pain Management Essentials, and has taught hundreds of patients about alternative methods for controlling chronic pain. He recently co-authored the book, The Power of Awe, with Jake Eagle. And I think he is the perfect person to explain this to you guys and to have this conversation with. And let me tell you, I've never come off such a high after an interview. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. I am here with Mr. Michael Amster. Uh, he is co-author of a book called The Power of Awe, which I have recently been obsessed with. Um, Michael, essentially, I was kind of telling this a little before, but I was in my library and I saw this book. And first of all, I was attracted to it because I am a self-development junkie, and I'll admit it. <laughs> but uh, secondly, I was really attracted to the words overcome burnout and anxiety. Um in less than one minute per day, because as a healthcare worker, and it didn't even say healthcare workers on here, but as a healthcare worker, I was kind of feeling that lately. And I was like, oh, let me see if I can learn something new from this. Um, and when I started reading, it starts off kind of explaining like the feeling of awe and what the awe method is, which I'm going to have you get into. But I'll admit, I at first started reading it. I was like, I'm not going to learn anything from this book because I do this. I do this every day. I'm like one of those people who sit with her coffee out in her back 
patio and look out at the lawn and I'm like, oh, this is a good day. Or like I, I am a hiker. So I like crave those views and just like, I am always seeking those like naturistic feelings of awe. Um, so I thought I'm not going to learn much from this, but then I started reading it and all of its points it made, um, the way that it kind of told me scientifically how it's affecting my body when I'm in this experience and then how easy it is to get there. I was like, oh my God, this is such a hack for anyone, like not even healthcare workers, literally anyone in life. Like these are really good tools to have to, you know, like better your depression, better your anxiety, all things that you will talk about in this interview. Um, so with that being said, thank you for being here. And this is kind of surreal for me because I just picked up this book 14 days ago and here you are in front of me. <laughs> Well, Ashley, I just want to say I'm just so thrilled to be here with you and to get your get to meet your uh, community of listeners. And um, thank you so much for reaching out to me and my co-author, Jake Eagle. Um, we just love hearing from people um, like you that are so inspired by our book. And, um, you know, you're really I. I just got to meet you, but I'm just, I'm just really um, inspired by you and how, how you live your life. And it sounds like you're truly are a seeker of awe and are really understanding kind of the message that we're talking about in our book. And um, what I love is that people that have not been exposed to awe and the sort of, this is a new thing for them. They really can get this concept very easily. Um, we've studied this in hundreds of patients, many people, many of whom were people that struggled with meditation and mindfulness and have never really um, been able to kind of get a practice going and, and have had a lot of resistance to it. And the beautiful thing is this practice is really effortless and easy. So uh, I'm excited to share this with you and your listeners today. I am too. I think this is going to be a really cool hack, so to say, into mindfulness that everyone can use. So thank you for being here. Okay. So mm -hmm. I read this whole book and I've been trying to explain it to people and I can't because there's just so much information in my brain about it, which is why I brought you on here. So let's start with the basics. What is awe as in the feeling versus awe the method? Sure. So um, our book is about the emotion, the experience of awe. And Jake and I have come up with a very simple technique that we call the awe method and it actually uses the word awe as an acronym and it's a three-step process that um, I know we'll get into. Um, but I'd love to share a little bit about the kind of how we came about the this writing this book and um, why I think it's such, such a, a powerful um, practice. So Jake is a psychotherapist. Uh, he lives in Hawaii and um, he's a, about 20 years older than I am. Um, you know, kind of at the end of his his working career and um, has led a spiritual community for a number of years called liveconscious.com with his wife, Hannah. And I'm a medical doctor. I've been teaching mindfulness to my patients. I'm a chronic pain specialist for a number of years, also trained at a place called Spirit Rock Meditation Center, which is a Buddhist center here out in California um, about a decade ago. And I've, I've led a, what's called a, a Buddhist Sangha, which is a meditation group for a number of years as well. And so Jake and I had this conversation about four years ago when we were both finding that a lot of our students were really struggling with finding the time and the concentration and the ability to like have a sustained mindfulness practice. A lot of people will, you know, they hear that mindfulness is good for your health and has a lot of health benefits, but it's really hard for people to have a sustained practice that sometimes will require them to sit for 20, 30 minutes a day. 
Um, and I don't know about you, Ashley, if you've had, you know, you've, you've dabbled the meditation or not, but, um, you know, just from my experience, it's really hard for people to kind of find that time. I agree. And I've heard so, that from other people too. It's just, they're like, I can't get into the breathing. I don't have the time to like, cause by the time I actually get into the spot, like 10 minutes are up and that's all I have. Exactly. And so we were really curious about this idea of micro doses of mindfulness. Like what if you could take um, these mindful experience, mindfulness experiences and sort of just have them in bite sizes all throughout the day. And I went to Hawaii where Jake lives to kind of explore this with him more and kind of start to do some investigation. Of what would be the sort of ideal brief mindfulness experience And Hawaii, for those who have been there, it's a beautiful tropical Island with a lot of awe everywhere. And it's extraordinary awe. It's sort of, you know, the, the, the big rainbows and the mountains and the ocean and all the delicious food. Well, it was actually in a very ordinary time when I had this really profound moment of awe while we were working on exploring this together. I was making pancakes one morning for Jake and Hannah, and I had poured the batter and watched the pancakes go from the liquid to this, you know, puffy deliciousness um, in a matter of, you know, 30 seconds. And I just stood there and watched this transformation before my eyes. And I I had this like really profound moment of awe actually from something very simple and ordinary. Mm-hmm. And I experienced what we call in our book an orgasm. You know, like my whole body <laughs> had these tingles and I had, you know, chills everywhere. It's just like, wow, all the the this the hair on my arms stood up erect. It's like, this is incredible. Um, from this very simple experience. And so from that, we dissected what was going on here. And what we kind of figured out was that this very um, profound experience, um, it was really that shortcut we were wanting to teach people that hack, as you call it, um, which is to how to experience a moment of awe in the ordinary moments of our lives. So Mm -hmm. prior to us and the research that we've done now at the University of California at Berkeley, at the Greater Good Science Center, um, most of the research on awe prior to us was all on extraordinary awe. And that is the type of awe you you think about when you go to the edge of the Grand Canyon or, you know, you're you're out of the ocean and you're watching a beautiful sunrise or a sunset. Um, or maybe you wit- you're in labor, you're a labor and delivery nurse. So you get to wit- witness the birth of a child, right? Yeah. And that that is really kind of an, a profound, extraordinary moment of awe. Yeah. But awe is really accessible and available for us every every moment of our day if we just open our eyes to that and to Mm -hmm. to see and witness it and so we came up with this technique to call the awe method to really help people get to learn these sort of training wheels so to speak to to begin to see the world around them in awe Mm. that's awesome and now do you want to specify what the acronym awe stands for sure i'd love to talk about it um so just a little disclaimer um i i know when i listen to podcasts i'm mostly I'm driving in the car. So I will talk people through the awe method practice, but I don't want to like give someone an extreme awe experience so that they um, get in a car accident or something. So <laughs> drive safely, um, everyone. Don't practice. Yeah. It. <laughs> so I'm going to just talk you through the practice, but I would definitely send people to our book, um, thepowerofawe.com, which really gives a deeper practice, um, as well as we have 30 extended practices in the back of the book of like. Yeah, like I read those. Deeper, moments of awe, right? Yeah. People that I, I've heard from people who've read the book that they love them. Like there's one about uh, an awe-filled hug and people said they, that it was like the best hug of their life after reading that, that, yeah. that part of the book. Um, and then we have free resources on our website as well at thepowerofawe.com. With I'm going to link all practices. these in the show notes, everyone. 
Sweet. So yeah, let's go into the practice. So A stands for attention. And what we're asking you to do is to bring your full undivided attention to something that you value, you appreciate, or you find amazing. Now I'm right now at my home office. I'm, I'm looking at you through a cam here and I can see your, you know, it looks like maybe your home, a home in your bedroom or something at home. Home office. And, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah. But I look at the artwork behind you and I was like, it's pretty awe-inspiring. Like all around us, there's something to be in awe of. I have, I can show you, I have this, like this, uh, cup of Sharpies, um, <laughs> and I'm just kind of in awe of all the colors that Sharpies come in. Yeah. So I'm going to use this for my moment of awe right now. So again, find something that in the space you're in that you can, you know, find something you value, appreciate, or find amazing. And you're going to bring your full undivided attention to that. So we're really going to intentionally let out any distractions. Um, and then the W stands for weight. And the weight is just an opportunity to really pause and to slow down. Um, and to fully gift ourselves that experience of being with that which we're finding amazing. Um, we're so busy in our world today, you know, and constantly distracted. So really, it's a gift. Waiting is a gift to ourselves. They're just really allowing that. I kind of think of it also like the idea of waiting is like if you were walking with a friend and they hold the door open for you, they walk ahead and they hold that open and they're waiting for you. And then you get to go through. It feels so good when someone takes care of us. Mm -hmm. And so in this moment, we're taking care of ourselves. We're giving ourselves that gift of a wait, of a pause. And then the E stands for two things. So the E is one, it's, it's a longer exhale than your inhale. And if you just do this with me right now, if you just take a nice long breath in, and a longer exhale out and make the sound awe. <sighs> yeah. Immediately, you know, I just feel calmer and like a nice reset. And that's because what happens when you take a long exhale out is you're stimulating your vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is the master computer of the autonomic nervous system. It's that part of our nervous system that works 24 seven while we're asleep, it regulates our heart rate, our breathing, all these processes in our body that um, are either taking us to a place of restoration and healing versus that fight, flight, freeze, which is the sympathetic part um, of the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So um, when we take that nice long breath in and the exhale out, we're stimulating the vagus nerve because it attaches at the bottom of our diaphragm. Mm -hmm. And it's giving us that really nice, healthy dose of of relaxation and rest and healing. And then the E also stands for expansion. And you wanna let these moments of awe really fill you up. You wanna let them get bigger um, than they are. So I'm like really letting it expand within me. And that's often when you get that, that experience of that, of like the, the, the hair on your arms kind of standing upright or the tingles or chills you'll feel on your body. It's because you're, you're actually, the energy is, is expanding and it's, wants to escape outside of your physical body. Yeah. Um, and part of what happens when you experience a moment of awe is the sense of vastness, the sense of connection to something bigger than, than our sense of like small ego self. Yeah. I feel, I thought about this a lot and I noticed that when I do this, I smile um, and I feel some warmth in my cheeks and I do feel that connection to like something bigger than just me and what's going on in my own head. Um, which is a really neat feeling. 
Yeah, it's a it's a really beautiful experience. And what I love about it also is you get an immediate reward. When you have a moment of awe, it feels good. I know I talked the process through in about three or four minutes, but once you kind of get it down, you're not thinking about it. It just happens spontaneously. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a natural flow of an experience like, oh, if something catches your eye. Let's say you're on a walk in your neighborhood and you see something that you may, you may, you may do that walk twice a day with your dog. But when you start to live in awe, you'll notice things all the time that will just be um, like the spontaneous experience of awe that will just bubble up. It's really a beautiful practice that begins to feed itself. And we know from our research, actually, and I know we'll get to talk about the research a little bit later, but the more times that you dose awe throughout the day, the more benefit you get. Mm. Which now, is really cool. What do you recommend for people who are starting this? So let's say I haven't done this before. I'm just starting the practice. How often do you recommend they do this? Yeah. So in our research, what we did was, uh, I, I'm going to answer this about our research because it's a good question. And, you know, you want to know what sort of what the science shows, right. Yeah. And what it's proven. So what we did was we, we taught people the awe method, um, in a 21 day program, we, we met for four, one hour sessions over zoom. This is during the height of the pandemic that we had 300 people in one, one study group and 200 in the other one with 200 doctors and nurses in that group. Um, we taught them this in a 21 day program. And basically we just said, we want you to practice this three times a day and to just, you know, start to find these opportunities of awe in your life. The practice really takes about 15 to 20 seconds to do. So basically in one minute a day, we ask people to practice this. Um, and so I think starting off is reasonable. You know, you do it uh, maybe three times a day and I'll give, I'll give your, your listeners a tip, mm. which is, it's really helpful to do what's called habit stacking. And what that means is when you want to learn a new habit, the goal here is that instead of it being a temporary state where you just get to have that, that experience for a moment, you want to make it a trait. You want to make it become a part of who you are as a person. So when you want to take on a new habit, it's helpful to stack it with a habit you already do. So I don't know, Ashley, if you start your day with a cup of coffee or or tea? Is that something yeah. you do? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so most of us start off with some type of beverage that we enjoy and we kind of have that, like you talked about that, like you like to sip a cup of coffee and really enjoy it or tea. Well, that's the perfect first moment of awe to start your day with, you know, is to wake up and to, there's so many things in the, in the act of making a cup of coffee that can fill you up with awe. It can be from the smell, the aroma of a bag of coffee to watching the water boil and the steam rising. Um, I love making coffee with a French press. And so I get to see those granules floating, you know, before I put the plunger down, it's just like really beautiful. Um, and then of course the flavor and the taste and the and the whole sensual experience of drinking that cup. Mm -hmm. um, I um, am speaking of, <laughs> and for my friends who follow me on my personal page, they know this. I'm a fan of the French press. And my favorite thing about it is the pour. The pour, mm. like the aesthetic of the pour into the cup that like, basically, no pun intended, fills my cup. It's just, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <so> I, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Cause I, yeah, the pour is it for me when it comes to that. Yep. Yeah. And I make coffee every morning, you know, it's like a, one of my most exciting rituals of my day is making a cup of coffee. And then, I mean, I can, I can probably have three or four moments of awe, you know, it, yeah. from smelling the bag and 
I love buying different types of coffee. I finish a bag. I, I like to try something different. And yeah. because then I get to really experience sort of the, there's like an awe to be had in just noticing the difference of aroma um, from beans that are grown in different parts of the planet or how they're roasted differently. It's like so cool. Mm -hmm. um, I find that really awe-inspiring. I know. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I feel like, um, to speak to the very literal uh, and realistic listeners of mine, I think that some people might think like, this is silly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I do all these things every day. Like, this is silly that they're spending so much time focusing on this. But then I want to, I want listeners to like, think about this. Think about your favorite season. Okay. Mine's spring. What do you like about that season? What do you walk outside and smell or feel that makes you think this is it? This is why I love this season. Um, and just think about that. And for me, it's like spring. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. Like love that. For those who know me, I could put it in a candle. Um, I love like the the wet smell after it rains on the pavement, all these things. And I can't tell you how many times I'll walk outside and text somebody and be like, oh my God, it smells like spring. It makes me so happy. Well, all those things that you're thinking that make you love this item, those are kind of like those experiences of awe. That's those little things that you pay attention to. So it's a very normal thing to do. And there's there's a lot of benefits in doing it more frequently that we're going to get into here. So just want to bring everyone back to that perspective. <laughs> yeah. So there's this thing called uh, the scale called the dispositional, you know, awe scale. And it, it's a way in which we people can measure like their natural state of awe. And it sounds like you're off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> that's why when I started when I started reading the book, I was like, this isn't going to help me, but it did because I learned what it's doing to my body. And that spoke to me as a healthcare mm. worker, um, which yeah. kind of leads me to my next question. What is happening when we're experiencing on our bodies? You kind of mentioned the, the vagus nerve, but what's happening with our nervous system, our communications, because I know cytokines were mentioned in this book, um, your inflammatory system, all that stuff. Yeah. So this is a really exciting area of research. And, um, you know, it's, We've only really been studying the motion of awe for 20 years. And um it's 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 like such an honor to be part of that community of, of awe researchers. And um, as I already shared, we know from this technique that one of the things that's happening is we're changing how our nervous system is operating. So one is that we are simulating the vagus nerve, which has the the ability to just generally create a state of rest and repair. It's involved with what's called coherence in the, it's what's known as heart rate variability. Um, so the rhythm of our heart and the beat by, by beat per minute, it's just changing and shifting. And that's a sign of good heart health, cardiac health. Um, also what's called the default mode network. It's a different regions of the brain, but it's what's really thought of and known as the, the part of our brain that's the monkey mind. It's that ruminating thoughts that we have all day long. You know, if you, if you slow down enough and you can kind of notice the chatter that's going on in your head, that's being performed by an area of the, these areas of the brain called the default mode network. And we under, we believe through the research that we've been looking at that that part of the brain also quiets down. So it really helps with focused attention um, and more concentration, which is a benefit as well for our mental health and well-being. Now, what's really exciting is what happens with awe with um, what are called cytokines. And I'd like to share a little bit about what cytokines are. And I think just hearing the story about them is like just a, a, a wonderful experience of like what we call conceptual awe. So 
we talk about how we can have awe of our senses, right? Of, of tasting coffee, of the smells and the, the kinesthetic world all around us can be awe-inspiring. And we can have awe connecting with other people and our pets. Well, another way we can have a moment of awe is through concepts and like understanding how the world works around us. So when life evolved on the planet over a billion years ago, and these first single cellular organisms started to come into creation, they communicated with each other through cytokines. And cytokines are protein molecules that have, you know, they're made up of amino acids. And basically they come in two different types. There's cytokines that communicate danger and threat. And then there's those that are saying that I'm safe and, you know, come closer to me. And so these early molecules would com communicate with each other through this system of like threat versus safety. Well, if you think about how our immune system works and, you know, here we are as humans, we, we have 4 billion years of human, you know, uh, sorry, of earth design within us on this planet. And we have evolved from all those single cellular organisms. And we actually have the same system within us today. Our whole immune system is really based upon this idea of threat versus friend or, you know, foe. It's all based upon feeling safe versus feeling threatened. And we have the same cytokines in our immune cells that basically are circulating around. Um, so when we get an infection, when we're dealing with um, something that is dangerous, we release these, these threat cytokines and it brings in all the immune cells to help fight off the infection and causes a fever and all the things that happen. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is, is that when we're under a lot of stress, and I know that's something that you're really concerned about, you know, being in nursing and, and first responder work. Yeah. Um, we, you know, I'm in medicine, our jobs are very stressful. And so when we're under chronic stress, we are releasing all of these threat cytokines um, on a regular basis. And so ultimately over time, they can lead to chronic illness, heart disease, for example, cardiac cardiovascular disease is, is a inflammatory condition. Um, cancers are inflammatory based autoimmune diseases and diabetes. They're all inflammatory based. So what is really quite amazing about awe is it is the only positive emotion that actually lowers these inflammatory cytokines in the body, the big bad boy kind of gang leader of these inflammatory cytokines is interleukin six and, um, blood levels have been shown to lower when people experience a moment of awe, um, which, you know, it speaks to just the power behind this simple emotion um, and that it has the ability not only to improve like our kind of mental state, but it also improves our physical health and our spiritual health as well. Wow. That is so cool. And when I read mm -hmm. that in the book, I was trying to wrap my head around that. Um, and it's just, it's like, how has no one figured this out yet? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those things. And I think that's so cool. Okay. So it's kind of talking a little bit. So again, that affects your nervous system, your inflammatory system, all that stuff that we just talked about. Um, and obviously to go back to your point, stress or trauma stimulates the threat. So the safety is what's stimulated by awe. Well, what I would say is that, um, that awe is a way for us to an access and experience of feeling safe. Okay. So, you know, all throughout our day to day life, when we're faced with different, you know, potential threats um, and stressors, we are going to be, you know, circulating these kind of threat based cytokines. 
I think it's really interesting to look at research that's been being done right now around, um, you know, trauma and particularly marginalized communities out there that are facing threat all the time. You know, you know, people of color, people of, um, you know, uh, you know, transgendered folks and LGBT community. It's just like people that are feeling under threat all the time. Um, are circulating these higher levels of these inflammatory cytokines. And um, it's like no wonder that um, marginalized communities have like higher incidence of diabetes and heart disease and obesity because they're just constantly under threat. And so that's a reaction to the body is to have these disease states. Um, and what's beautiful about the emotion of awe is that it does bring us to that sense of safety and of, of um, helping lower those inflammatory cytokines on a regular basis. Mm. Um, and what's really cool about this is like, someone might say, well, you know, is experiencing awe a privilege? You know, do you have to be a person of, of wealth and of comfort, um, and like already be in a safe space to experience awe? And actually it's not the case. Um, awe, this has been studied that people, of marginalized communities, actually lower income people actually have an easier time accessing all than those that are, are, are wealthy. I remember that stat in the book that was crazy mm -hmm. to me. Why is that specifically? Well, um, <laughs> what's been proposed in the research actually is that, that wealthier people are just more self-absorbed and narcissistic. Um, and the ego aspect, right? Yeah. It's the self-absorption and the ego. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, they have a less like that dispositional awe scale that I talked about. They have a lower just natural ability to experience awe. But the nice thing is that awe can be learned as an emotion. Um, and that's why we created the awe method. It's just a way to help people start to build that muscle of awe. Yeah. Okay, guys, I am cutting this interview short, but that is because I'm bringing it to you in two parts. Stay tuned for part two coming soon. I'm so glad you joined us. All right, friends, it is that time where I must love and leave you. Do yourself a favor today and find a way to give yourself more than 10. If you like this podcast and would like to leave a comment on the Podbean app, that would mean so much. Even more so, a share on any social media platform or to a friend would be much appreciated. As always, thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you back on the next episode.